What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. I am a nervous wreck because we are uh, just hours away from game six, meaning Sixers and Celtics. But once again, this is The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia Eagles podcast, and I am being forced, I am being held captive by Victor. Oh, oh my God. To talk about yet another, well, actually, today will be a fun episode. If you're an Eagles fan, you'll like this episode. I'm kidding. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive. Happy to be uh, recording another episode of the Philly Pod. My name is Stephen Conrad Jr., the co-host, obviously. Victor Williams uh, has been passing the baton over to me to be the new quote-unquote intro guy. Usually a co-host doesn't do that, right? You would think he's the real host, but uh, I feel like I've appointed you as the intro guy like five times throughout the duration of this of this podcast, and we just keep <laughs> bouncing back and forth. But nerve wracking is correct because the Eagles tonight, for the first time since Iverson was here, Sixers, two thousand one, said Eagles. Oh, sorry, Sixers, Sixers, Sixers. Mess. For the first time since one have a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals up three two against the Boston Celtics. Come home with the chance to close it out, and by God, please just get it over with, because my heart and body and mental stability cannot take this any longer, and it just, it needs to all culminate, it needs to all culminate and get to the Eastern Conference Finals tonight, and we can't wait uh, to watch that all unfold, but as Steven mentioned, yes, this is another episode of the Philly Pod, thank you guys for joining us for this episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows, Uh, for the new guys joining Appreciate you guys for checking it out. For the old guys returning, appreciate you guys for sticking around. Today, we're going to discuss rookie minicamp takeaways, uh, some more of this Debo Samuel uh, stuff going on, especially since the game of the regular season schedule has been released of when uh, they will be facing each other mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship game rematch. And then Steven will have to run to work, but I will stay with you guys to talk about our tight end edition and Dan Arnold dedication. and a couple of other notes. Yes, dedication. And a couple of other notes that I have here. But before we do that, We have to plug, or we would like to plug, not have to, we're not really obligated to, but we would like to plug our very nice friends over at Fans of Philly. Now, Steven, last year, when we went to Arizona, Fans of Philly, they had everything hooked up for us. They had the hotel, they had the travel, they had the tailgates, they had the bars. Even It was Philly's playoff fever at the time, so Mm -hmm. they had the bars set up for us in the city. They have everything. Fans of Philly is the premier travel and tailgate company for all Philadelphia sports away games, planning, travel, as we all know, can be time-consuming, stressful, a lot to deal with. With Fans of Philly, they do all the work for you. All you have to do is show up and relax. Fans of Philly has 10-plus years of experience in organizing travel packages that will fulfill your expectations and needs from hotels to exclusive parties, catered tailgates, game tickets, and more. And they even offer extremely flexible pay-as-you-go payment plans if you can't pay it all at once. So be sure to go check out fansofphilly.com, especially with the schedule release tonight. And everything going on, you want to get your uh, away game travel plans in order. No better in the business than fans of Philly. So fansofphilly.com, be sure to go handle, uh, have them handle all of that for you. Like we mentioned, Steven and I went to, uh, along with the rest of the Liberty Line crew, went to Arizona uh, catered by fans of Philly, and they had everything hooked up. We didn't have to worry about a thing. We showed up, got blasted. I don't remember my name half of that trip. <laughs> we were blasted out of our minds throughout much of that. So they they do a phenomenal job. I believe Drew and some other guys went to uh, the Yankees game. Uh, Phillies mm-hmm. visited uh, Brooklyn for the Yankees 
So uh, they went and handled all that. So uh, good stuff. Be sure to go ahead and check those guys out, fans. Uh, Philly Joe is a phenomenal guy. Ask for Joe. He'll take care of everything for you guys. So Steven, rookie minicamp. Some of the most, well, the most excitement we're going to get up until OTAs because now we're in the lull post-draft period of like now we're just going to sit here and just kind of watch film and just kind of wait until OTAs kick off and wait for all those notes. And we have some takeaways from the initial uh, rookie minicamp as we got our first look at the uh, 2023 draft class. So first of note, Stephen Jalen Carter, as we all know, last time he worked out in front of reporters was George's pro day two months ago when he weighed in nine pounds heavier than he was at the combine and was unable to finish drills. But uh, Nick Sirianni said he looked good. Sirianni stated that he looked good out there today. Uh, but like I said, today wasn't about finding out who's ready conditioning-wise, but to, because to be quite frank, none of them are. But Sirianni did say he looked in shape, he looked good, and Jalen Carter made it a point that he wanted to go into minicamp in much better shape than he did at his pro day. So good to see that the work ethic is already kicking in and that Jalen Carter is taking this mm. job serious. Steven, thoughts on Jalen Carter a, showing up overweight at his pro day, but seemingly being uh, <laughs> in line as as far as uh, minicamp is concerned. Well, to be honest with you, man, um, I was seeing some very interesting things on social media about him the other day, and I don't want to get into it. I'm just Yesterday, so sick right? and tired. Yeah. Yesterday you saw it too, right? Yeah, I saw a couple or things the day yesterday. Before, whenever it was, <laughs> I just saw some interesting stuff. And it's more or less the people... This is the thing with social media, and it actually ties into something I said in one of the previous episodes about Jalen Carter, but uh, athletes in general who are held under such a giant microscope. Everything he does is going to be on a larger microscope than most athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even going to make this specific to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I just saw something that really pissed me off, mm-hmm. if I'm being quite honest with you. For somebody to just throw the term, I hate this term, by the way. I hate this term, especially... I'm a white guy, for those of you listening on the audio audio <laughs> side of things. When a white Caucasian. dude throws a term out there like gang or gang ties or gang related, that shit pisses me off. And somebody did it in the Philadelphia media just years ago and, mm-hmm. and cost us one of my favorite players of all time. And I'll never forgive the guy for it. Matter of fact, I saw him in Arizona on that trip with fans of Philly, which was phenomenal. Probably the best trip I've ever gone on. And... For some reason, a part of me wanted to just go up and say hi to him, but in the back of my mind, there was something blocking it. I couldn't figure out what it was, and I, I recall it now that I'm sober, because like Vic, I was drunk on that trip. <laughs> Got Deshaun Jackson out of town. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have named the player, but whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's not, it's not a fucking secret. The, the, yeah, the it's not a secret anymore. I'm not saying he's a bad person. He made a bad mistake, by the way. People make mistakes. I make mistakes every single day. At the end of the day, Chip Kelly got rid of him along with LaShawn McCoy. But I believe you're referring to the video that people are putting out there or some Twitter account. Put I had out to there. be careful with what I was saying. I wasn't trying to throw anybody that Jaylen, under the bus. That Jalen Carter's repping like the <laughs> dressed in all red, repping like uh, the Bloods or something like that. I was like, I remember uh, somebody had sent me the video. And without even watching it, I was like, oh, my God, don't tell me. Like, all this stuff was happening already. I was like, you were and thinking And I go to watch that, the video. Huh? And, like, five, the video's from, like, five, six years ago of nothing. Of nothing. No gang-related, like, like activity. Nothing. It's just him Wait, in the car dressed in red. red. I saw a red, red baseball cap on somebody. I was like, the hell is he this? Red like, what does that mean? I was like, what, 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 in the, what, what in the hell is this? So, that was, that was but, but unfortunately, uh, yesterday I did, I, I did uh, see via Pro Football Talk that uh, I believe um, – the uh the father of the uh of the Georgia player that passed away in that in that mm. incident is like um uh pursuing a lawsuit with Jalen Carter for like forty ah, million dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, claiming negligence 
and all this stuff. So there is definitely going to be legal matters um, involved in this, as we all expected, seeking $40 million, uh, um, you know, tied to his oh. son's death. So, so you know, very tragic incident that Jalen Carter is going to have to deal with. Doesn't affect the Eagles directly, per se, mm. but it definitely affects Carter, his wallet, and, and I'm sure Which his... could in turn affect the Eagles. I'm sure his composure, yeah, his composure, I'm sure, will be affected at, 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 in some facet. Uh, so we did see that. But as far as, you know, rookie minicamp is concerned... Obviously, not as important as losing somebody's life. We don't want to make Surely it sound the like Eagles football. Were aware of all this. Oh, of course, of course, they were well aware. I don't want to make so. it sound like football supersedes, you know, everything else. You know, obviously, right, a life was right. lost. A couple of lives were lost in this situation. Uh, but good to see Jalen Carter kind of seemingly trying to be on the right path, uh, at least as far as his work habits go in minicamp. So it's good to see he was in shape, was able uh, to go through initial drills and be okay. Uh, so so good on on that. And we of course prayers up to the uh, families of of all those that were lost in that incident and that's going to be uh you know a, a legal thing that carter's going to have to go through so hope that everyone you know can kind of persevere through that and and their lives are all right so uh, uh next on the list is a uh, nolan smith who i we were made note obviously of uh, his leadership in georgia so we, we were told that everybody loved him and he had great leadership it was a vocal leader and things like that and we saw that in minicamp because he led all of the rookies as well as uh people at his position and every drill head of the pack leading the charge so on and so forth so nolan smith already taking the reins um with the rookies taking the reins with the other linebackers and leading all the groups there as far as the you know edge, edge rushers are concerned so good to see uh on that as far as nolan smith we expected that kind of uh leadership from him coming from georgia he was uh he was a very prominent leader in the locker room uh with that school so it's good to see there Stephen, I think the most, uh, the biggest takeaway we can take from minicamp is that Tyler Steen, uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the offensive lineman pick, Tyler Steen got uh, got run with the first team and lined up at right guard to start mm-hmm. position drills. Now, obviously, it's only rookie minicamp. There's only rookies there. Cam Jurgens was in attendance, but um, him lining up at right guard, you know, not at tackle, not anywhere else. Put it, Stoutland plugging him right in at right guard shows that he's going to be firmly in the mix with Jurgens for that competition to be able to start. On uh, on opening day, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's one of my predictions. That's why I felt so confidently about the pick. Um, mm-hmm. And once again, I will stand my ground on the whole right guard, or I should say, guard position thing. I'm not saying it's not an important position, but I'm just saying man, <laughs> we're doing this again. A, we're doing this. I just like I'm saying it's a relatively high pick to be used on a guard. So obviously it's a talented player that they're bringing in with lots of potential. And obviously, you know, the school that he went to Jeff Stoutland university now is his second university. He will be attending shout out Mm -hmm. to him. Uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. And uh, I think, I think in that scenario, if it, obviously this is very early into the off season and everything like that, a lot can change. A lot will probably change. Um, I feel like everybody's probably in their natural positions in that scenario. Then you're not taking people out of position. I feel like Driscoll, uh, we haven't mentioned him. I feel like, I feel like he is naturally a guy just coming off the bench, rotating really any position for that matter. That's when he's at his best. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think that he's definitely going to be utilized. He's versatile enough to be plugged in anywhere uh, throughout the offensive line, but good to see Tyler Steen getting those first team reps at right guard. As we all knew, he's going to be stiff competition for Jurgens as far as that position goes. Uh, in week one. So intriguing matchup to watch there throughout the summer. Uh, Tanner McKee, obviously the only quarterback in camp, no other rookies on, on the roster. Ian Book wasn't there. So uh, as the only QB in camp, Tanner McKee took all the reps in practice, obviously soaking in all the experience. And the Eagles were able to get a good look at how McKee runs a huddle 
and delivers the football. So uh, good on that notion. Although I will say, I see that the Titans are likely going to probably part ways cut uh, Malik Willis, and he would have been a great QB3 prospect for me. I would love to have nabbed him from Tennessee over Tanner McKee. But as we all know, you know, we've mentioned it on the pod a number of times, strong arm, uh, big build, can stand in the pocket and deliver throws, and he intrigued the Eagles in some way. <laughs> so they're they're going to take a deep look at him and see what he can become. Tanner McKee is intrigued to see how the offense works. Uh, we'll see his development throughout the summer and see uh, what he can do. Uh, Sidney Brown, one of my favorite players in this draft, one of my, the players I'm most excited for even. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. At, at times above Jalen and Nolan Smith in some ways, because I love a hard-hitting safety. We all love a hard-hitting safety. Oh boy. And Sidney Brown... I uh, was asked about his chance to start as a third-round pick because he's going to get a lot of run next season, one way or another. Reed Blankenship, veteran Terrell Edmonds, Sidney Brown is gonna 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 get some run in there, one way or another. But Sidney Brown said uh, he's absolutely excited on his chance to start as a third-round pick. Uh, but he said, "But I think right now it's just about learning the defense, competing, just being the best version of myself every day, improving, earning mm-hmm. respect. I think that's my mindset." going into this. So it's good to see that he's not firmly set on like, I'm going to start day one. This is my position. This is my job. He wants to come in soaking all that he can. I feel like all the rookies, you know, while we, we don't know, you know, Jen Carter as a person, we haven't heard a whole, heard a whole lot from him, but I feel like, you know, uh, in general, a lot of these rookies have a good mindset and he was the, uh, the red star that how he gave him, was it called the red star prospect that exemplifies what it is to be an Eagle. I think how he labeled him coming out mm. of the, out of the oh, draft boy. class. Uh, so I, I like his character. I like, obviously, I like, I love his game a lot. And I think Sidney Brown is going to have a chance to be a, a a big contributor in this defense in 2023. Well, all I can say is on the bright side, as of right now, he certainly seems to have a way better mentality than K- Kayvon Wallace. I'll say about that. Uh, <laughs> we don't even know his mentality. What he's, it's not uh, his fault he was compared to Brian Dawkins. I mean, that wasn't his. No, he didn't come out lot, and say What that. do you mean? He was taking to Twitter a lot of the time and just uh, like, come on, man, just handle business he's on pandering, the Pandering, pandering, you know, the good old pandering. It is what it is. What are you going to do? He wanted to become. Hey, I'm not fan. saying I don't believe in Sidney Brown. All I'm saying is I'll see it and then I'll. Oh, you're not a believer. Oh, I, I know, I, I know that, that look. I know that look. I seen that look. I see that look all the time. You're no, not a no, believer. No. You're not a believer. I can't believe in every single player on the damn team. Some people got to earn it. What oh, has he done to earn it? My God. Okay. When have well, we I'm drafted a? Hey, he's the highest. Say, he's the highest drafted safety since 2011. There's something there. There you have there's it. Some, there's something there. There's something. All there. right. Yeah. There is. There's certainly something there. Something. All right. Fine. Who's your, who's who's your favorite player in this draft? Then, since you want to shit on my guy. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the guy that everybody's counting out that's preying on his downfall that we that fell to us, Jalen Carter. Oh, okay. He's he, he's your most hyped prospect in the draft, obviously. Yes. I mean, for good reason. I'm not saying you're wrong for that. For good reason. But we all I expect love him to the be fact great. that everybody hates him. <laughs> Yeah, it is does kind of tie into the uh, the the underdog mentality. People are, so. Yeah, don't get into it. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't got to get into it. Sidney Brown, yes, he's uh, he was uh, you know doing drop back drills and things like that uh, in the uh, in, in rookie mini camp. So he's he has the playmaking uh, skill set. Six interceptions, seven passes defended. Uh, so he's certainly going to have. His... Maybe I'll come around to loving him. I'm just saying, I don't know. man. This, this eerily similar to what you said about Zach McPherson. He hasn't come around oh, yet. He hasn't exactly. come around yet, but he will. He will. Mm. He's in line. He's the first man off the bench. If Slayer Bradbury got hurt, McPherson's right in there. 
So you better oh, we'll get see. ready. We'll see. So you better get in there. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, – that's pretty much all I have as far as minicamp mm. notes. Not a lot to talk about. Jalen Carter looks well-conditioned. Nolan Smith leading his position drills. Eagles got a good look at McKee, who's obviously getting all first-team QB reps. He's the only one there. Tyler Steen at right guard. That's that's the that's the big note here. And uh, Sidney Brown should have a chance uh, to start, or at least we'll have a good chance to start. But we'll see how the summer goes on. Uh, do you want to talk about Debo for a minute? Yeah, I'll, I'll give my take on it really quickly before I got to get out of here. Uh, I am putting in overtime, Philly pot overtime hours, so don't get Overtime? Me, guys. What the hell? Just, just before, oh, just about. before the, the reason why we're talking about it is because obviously Debo made his comments. Now, the schedule released yesterday, week 13. I'm very upset that it's not week one. It should be week one. Or at least it should have been the Eagles and the Chiefs, but they might be in Germany, whatever the situation is there. Mm. But the schedule release, as of now, the full release is tonight, but we do know in week 13 – San Francisco 49ers do come to Philadelphia on December 3rd at 4.30 p.m. And that's important because Debo Samuel last week when he spoke to Complex said that we lost. This is, again, in reference to the NFC Championship game. We lost because we played with 10 people. I'm going to keep going on about what could have happened and what would have happened. But, yeah, it would have definitely been a different outcome if a quarterback was healthy. And on when he was asked about his most hated team, he said it's the Eagles right now, 100%. Yeah, I bet. All the trash talk coming from the Eagles fan base and the players, you just get tired of that. So we'll give Steven your thoughts, and then I'll give mine. <laughs> trash talk? Well, there goes my light. We literally beat your ass, dude. And I, I Your light came this. off at the most yeah, opportune time. The lights are off. Hey, got to pay the electric bill. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, show up more in the Philly pod. You could get those bills paid. Dude. Mm. True. <laughs> um, can't be talking when not only you lost, got your ass kicked. Nobody wants to hear the guy lose talking shit. You're the one talking shit, by the way, Debo. I don't think any Eagles player. No, nope, we don't care about you. We're trying to win the Super Bowl. You guys can't even get to a Super Bowl. Stop talking. You got to run through us to get there. We're, we're the reigning, defending NFC champions. Also, mm-hmm. you put up wide receiver three numbers last year, pal, and you fumbled in the game against us. Enough, enough, Debo. Wide receiver three numbers. You'd be like the fourth best wide receiver on this Eagles team if Literally. you played on this team. And you want to say that we play with ten people? You want to know why you play with ten people? It's because you couldn't stop Hassan Reddick. From blocking and injuring the 11th, you brought in another quarterback and got him injured. When you get two quarterbacks, including Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, and two quarterbacks in the NFC Championship game, when you quarterbacks repeatedly get injured over and over and over again, and you have third-string tight ends trying to block Hassan Reddick, who has the third-most sacks over the last three seasons, I don't know what to tell you. You can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. you got to attempt to block and protect your quarterbacks. you got to look at Shanahan at some point. You can't be looking at us. You can't be looking at the Eagles and say, oh, this, all that. Look at Kyle Shanahan. Look at Shanahan and say it's your fault for scheming the offense this way. It's your fault. Can't wait for them to come to Philadelphia. That's going to be – that's going to be – you want to talk about an atmosphere? We got to go to that one, man. Oh, my God. 4.30 game two, prime tailgate all afternoon. Oh, my God. It's going to be – it's going to be – it's going to be an amazing sight. So, Debo, yeah, you can take your – Oh, yeah. That yeah. tailgate content will be lit. We got to get a content team ready, get the cameras rolling. Yeah, we do, we do. You got to run up out of here. Anything else you got to say before I, I finish the rest of this on my own? <laughs> um, go Sixers. I'm just praying that change is finally here. I'm praying that like, perhaps maybe there's just this different energy around the city that's just manifesting on all of the teams, for that matter, because we got through some really dark days as being Eagles fans for a couple of years. I'm hoping the tide is turning for... For the Sixers, I'm hoping it rubs off onto them. What's your prediction? Uh, how do I get out of here without ruining this recording? What's your what's your what's your game six prediction, real quick? Uh, an all around team win. Did yet we again, win. Similar to game Did we close five. Them out? Did we close them out? We close them out. Let's go. 
we close them out. Yeah, I don't. I hate making these predictions. I don't. We don't know. need scores. I just want to know if we know they're yeah, gonna yeah, win. Yeah. That's it. And B thirty points, hard and ten assists in the win. Take it home. You can just hit that to exit out of here. I'll finish up. Big thanks to uh, Stephen for sticking around and doing the uh, the the start of the show with me. He had work at twelve, so we had to run up out of here at uh, at eleven thirty. But I do have uh, one more note for you guys before we do put a bow on this episode. Now we mentioned uh, numerous times on this podcast that we were kind of shocked that the Eagles didn't add a tight end <laughs> throughout throughout that draft. It was a uh, talent rich draft uh, as far as tight end goes in my opinion they didn't take one but they did add one and thankfully because it gets a little thin after uh dallas goddard and last week the eagles signed former jags former cardinal dan arnold on a one-year deal dan arnold 28 years old has played with four teams across his career last appearing with the jaguars in 2022 now he's uh undrafted he went as a wide receiver so his hands he certainly has capable hands he has the speed shows up in tape and uh, he did lead the Jaguars in tight end targets in 2021. Now, unfortunately, with the emergence of Evan Ingram, Arnold saw his role diminish a bit with Jacksonville catching just nine passes for 135 yards last year. But his most productive season did come in 2020 with Arizona, where he logged 31 receptions for 438 yards and four touchdowns. So like I said, they already have their top tight end in place, obviously, with Dallas Goddard. Got a little thin uh, behind him, Jack Stahl, Grant Calcaterra. They got by last season with them when Dallas Goddard was down for a little bit, but you kind of want a guy to come in here and be able to replicate some of the things that Dallas Goddard does. And Darren Arnold is certainly a better pass catcher than the other reserves and certainly has more speed than the other reserves. And I think he'll be able to make some things happen, even in similar sets where he's in there with Dallas Goddard. So I'm intrigued to see that. Very excited to see the Eagles add another tight end. We'll see how it shakes out. And Camp will be competing with Calcaterra, Stahl, as well as Tyree Jackson. There's a couple other guys on the practice squad, but I do think he is on this roster in the uh, in the uh, to start the year in 2023. So very excited uh, to see that. But yeah, the big thing with the, the big game everyone has their eyes on is with the uh, with the 49ers in Week 13. Like I said, I'm a little surprised that they didn't open the year with that. It's a big, heavily anticipated matchup. The rivalry is there. It's shaking out. Uh, but we'll be intrigued to see it. In December, you know, in the cold, I'm sure the 49ers aren't going to be too excited uh, to do that. And actually, Kyle Shanahan said that he's glad that the 49ers won't open against the Eagles. He said, I'm glad we're not playing Philly week one. He told this via the San Jose Mercury News. He said, I want to play them at a better time. I want to make sure our whole team is right there. We felt we didn't get to do it last time, and I'm ready to go back again. So it sounds like Shanahan, again, is absolving his own blame of getting his quarterbacks injured. He wants to point at that and say the game would have been different if we had a healthy quarterback in there. Uh, hell, they were using Christian McCaffrey at quarterback at one point. But you got to switch up your blocking schemes. You got to keep your quarterbacks upright. It's not the Eagles' fault, and it's certainly not the fans' fault that, that Kyle Shanahan couldn't keep his quarterbacks on the field. Uh, but if he wants to absolve blame, keep pointing fingers and not say, hey, I got to keep my guys healthy. I got to protect them better. And by all means, and it wouldn't shock me, if you have Hassan Reddick and Nolan Smith and whoever is under center, you know, I wouldn't shock me if they had them in their face again. So very excited for that matchup um, um, as well. Like I said, the NFL schedule release is uh, come, the full release comes tonight, I believe. Uh, so we'll be able to see the full breakdown of uh, who the Eagles are facing as far as the other uh, 2023 schedule is uh, is concerned. There's a couple games that are released as of now, though. I believe it's week two. Thursday night football versus the Vikings. You have week 13, 430 versus the 49ers. And then Christmas Day, 430 versus the Giants. So those are the three games uh, that we know as of now. Full release 
is tonight. So yeah, I just wanted to come up here, uh, give you guys some of the the, uh, the mini camp notes, some very good things we're hearing from Jalen Carter as far as his conditioning is concerned, Nolan Smith and his leadership, uh, and some other things. Sidney Brown, very excited, despite what Steven says. Very excited <laughs> for what Sidney Brown will be able to contribute to this defense uh, in his rookie season. He has the chance to be slotted for a lot of playing time, so can't wait to uh, to see that. Appreciate you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Philly Pod. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Be sure to leave those reviews. Rate five stars. Each and every one does help with the exposure of the show. You can follow myself on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, over at the Philly Pod. A lot of good stuff over there. Be sure to visit thelibertyline.com for around-the-clock coverage of all five Philadelphia sports. Follow Steven on all social media platforms at Steven comrade jr we'll catch you guys next week we'll talk about this schedule release and anything else that may happen in the meantime we're in a bit of a lull period like i said between now and otas this is the kind of the 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 dead period of the nfl season but we'll still be putting out shows we'll still find stuff to talk about and we can't wait to do so with you guys but until then we'll catch you guys on the next one peace out from the philly pop What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.